Your neighbor tells you about the unstable man in the cul-de-sac who claims to have been abducted by aliens. And then there's the woman in town who claims to see Bigfoot all the time. Your boss, who you greatly admire, confides in you that he has started speaking with his wife daily when he gets home from work. She died eight years ago. It's hard to believe this stuff, and you write these stories off as overactive imaginations. Are these people seeking attention, or are they a bit unstable? No matter what you think, if you're like me, you walk away wondering, what if that was true? The What If It's True podcast features stories by ordinary people like you and me. Something has happened to them, something so strange they are in agony unless they tell others. My name is Cameron Buckner, and the What If It's True podcast is available at whatifitstruepodcast.com and on all available podcast apps. Go ahead and show us some love on whatever platform you're using to listen, and check out our website, planetfearpodcast.com, for ways to follow us on social media, contact info, and more. The world is a fearful place. We are surrounded by people and things that would do us harm. Some walk among us every day, while others lurk in the shadows, a threat unknown. Join us as we discuss all of the things that frighten us most, from the paranormal and unknown, to the true and horrific crimes committed by our very own kind. With Matt Knapp and Lauren Smith on Planet Fear. Have you ever been to San Antonio? Nope. You used to be a Spurs fan. Really? I was. Never been to the basement of the Alamo. I've never been to the Alamo. Heard it's not that impressive hmm. anymore. Maybe back in its heyday. There are other places in San Antonio that I am more interested in and that I have been to. Oh. <laughs> One of which being the San Antonio Ghost Tracks. These are rather famous. They are. Uh, Most people know about these. So I have been to these ghost tracks. In person. In person. With my mom and some other people. So I was really young at the time, but I do remember going and I do remember some of the things that happened. I remember this is probably one of the first uh, paranormal occurrences I ever watched on an internet video. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I'm just saying that, you know, not to date Hmm. me or anything, but (laughs) uh, it's been pretty famous for a long time. Yeah. So, legend has it. There was a, it was the 1930s or 1940s, and there was a school bus full of school children, and it was crossing the railroad tracks, and it stalled in the middle of the tracks. The oncoming train was unsuccessful in stopping before it smashed into the bus, still holding the children and driver, ultimately killing them all upon impact. It is said that the sheer force from the train split the bus in two, sending it in opposite directions. There's another version of the legend where the kids were asleep on the bus on the way home from a field trip, and their bus stalled on the tracks. The driver was trying to start the engine, but it wouldn't turn over, and then 
you know, he tried to wake the children, but the train hit them. So no matter which legend you listen to, it ends with the kids died on the tracks with the driver. A tragedy. There's legends that have spawned from that initial legend. Um, There's one that there was a nun driving the bus and she basically was able to get off the bus but it still killed all the kids and she was so overtaken by guilt that she drove her car to the same intersection and she was trying to commit suicide out of guilt and as she sat there her car was pushed forward off the tracks and then the nun would later notice 10 sets of handprints on the back of her car. She was convinced that her Sunday school students that died had saved her that day. Again, these are the legends that are associated with this phenomena. There's a a popular TV show that has covered this, along with a couple articles that say that this whole thing never happened. Oh, yeah. If if you look it up on the Internet. Yeah, it says it's been debunked. It's all explained away. So, yes and no. The story of the children on the school bus has been debunked. That did not happen in San Antonio. The closest they can find to that situation happened in Salt Lake City, but was published in the San Antonio Express in 1938. But it did not happen in San Antonio. However, there's this legend that it happened and there is this phenomena happening at this location. If you look, if you go there, which we did, the street names by the tracks, they're weird. They're like kids' names. Laura Lee Way, Bobby Allen Way, Nancy Carroll Way, Cindy Sue Way, Shane Road, Richie Otis Way. I mean, those sound like 1930s little kids' names, right? Mm-hmm. That neighborhood right next to the tracks, that's what the street names are. So, okay, you know, the story has been debunked. There was no bus full of kids. But like I said, the phenomena is still happening. As you go there, what you're supposed to do is you pull up to the tracks and you put your car in neutral and you turn your car off and your car will move forward up and over the tracks by itself. And then you go over the tracks and around this curve and you can pull off in this little parking lot. And then you're supposed to get baby powder out and fluff it all over the back of your bumper and you'll find little kid handprints everywhere where they have pushed you. The ghost children have pushed you over the track. Now, there have been debunkings. It's gravity. It's a magnet. It's, you know, there were already fingerprints there. All of these things have been thrown, you know, out or thrown at this story to debunk it. Right. But... It's still happening to this day. I mean, we've talked about this um, before with other phenomena Mm -hmm. that pretty much everything, you can find a way to explain it away. Right. Absolutely. But stuff still happens regardless of the explanations. And just because you can explain something away doesn't mean that that's necessarily the case of what's actually happening Mm -hmm. there absolutely one of the articles i read on the debunking they were like well there is an incline at the top of the tracks which is why many vehicles roll off of it well no because you're pushed up and over it um 
I heard that it was an optical illusion, that there wasn't really a hill that mm-hmm. it pushes you up and over. It's all downhill. Um, like the trees caused it to look like it was yeah. uphill or something. That didn't. I, I didn't uh, understand that one. Right. Okay. And then for the fingerprints, um, they the person writing this article, they said, people seem to forget that our own hands leave fingerprints on our vehicles, which become visible when powder is applied. Mm-hmm. And I'm like do you have the hands the size of a child <laughs> right um How because people just have a ton of you know little young kids children <laughs> touching, touching the their back car. of their car so i don't know like i i read the debunking i've seen the videos but you just can't argue that something is happening so a couple things about the debunking of the actual uh incline we'll call it mm-hmm. you've been there i haven't mm-hmm. i have been to a gravity hill in oklahoma mm-hmm. and i've experienced it firsthand and i've seen the optical illusion however mm-hmm. whenever you get out of that perspective and you're on down the road in either direction or you're on the road approaching that road and you're looking at it at this particular gravity hill i experienced you could tell that it was actually going downhill. Mm-hmm. It's just whenever you were on that specific spot, it looked like you were going uphill because of the way that the pavement was mm-hmm. on the side of this hill. This place, from all the videos I've seen, it's not like you put the car in neutral and it just starts rolling. Yeah. Sometimes you have to sit there a little while before it starts rolling. Yes. And there is definite, and this is the case in most railroad crossings, there is a definite uphill climb to get to the tracks mm-hmm. before you cross over the tracks. Now, once you're over the tracks, at least you have, let's say, a car with an engine in the front like most people do, where the majority of the weight of the vehicle is in the front. Once that gets over the tracks and goes on the other downhill slope of the railroad tracks, I can understand the weight pulling the car forward. Mm-hmm. But to get the weight up to, over the to tracks... Get the car moving right i don't know it doesn't look anything like an optical illusion Mm -mm. now on this one particular television show that was debunking it they laid a level Mm -hmm. on the ground and they show you know like oh no see it's actually going downhill that's not how levels work (laughs) (laughs) all that level is going to do is tell you if the ground's level or not which direction it's sloping Mm-hmm. for the length of the level right you it would take a level that went like a hundred feet yeah. and crosses over the track i mean that's physically impossible you'd have to yeah. sit there and take measurements you know piece by piece yeah and i don't believe anybody's actually surveyed professionally the area but to me the debunking that it's all downhill and that mm-hmm. explains it away doesn't work for me right yeah no i agree um i don't i had there was one that was like it's a giant magnet and that's why it moves your car and And yanks your watch to the windshield i mean it's just it's like they worked so hard at, at proving it wasn't true that they didn't lend any credence to you know maybe this is happening Witnesses claim 
basically these young spirits are protecting them and moving them across the tracks. So I have my story of what happened, which I have verified with my mother because I was only seven at the time (laughs) and I had to make sure I got my facts right. So I'm going to tell it from her perspective because she was an adult at the time, you know, and then I can back her up because I was there. Okay. So we had driven down to San Antonio to visit friends and my mom wanted to go see the ghost tracks. So we all loaded up in the pickup. There was my mom and her best friend. There was me and a girl my age and then two older teen boys, my brother and another person. Now we load in the truck and we pull up to the place and the woman, Janet, Janice, I'm sorry, Janice, she thought we were in the wrong place because there were cars everywhere. And so she thought this was like a gang battle or something 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 nefarious and um they sat there for a minute deciding you know should we leave and then realized that no these cars are moving and they're all there for the same thing and they would watch the car and they watch someone get out of the car spray the back with pam and then I don't remember if the person put the baby powder on before or after but the person gets back in the vehicle They sit there, and then the vehicle starts moving off and over. They get out. They check their cars. Okay. And so my mom and her friend didn't have any Pam or baby powder with them. They didn't know that you were supposed to do that. So they go back to the house, get Pam and baby powder, go back to the place. They spray down the tailgate, and they get back in. And we're all sitting there. Sure enough, the car starts moving, or the truck starts moving, goes across the tracks and we coast down into this little um, area. I think they I think it, it went across the tracks and stopped and then she had to turn it on and then we went into the parking area, got out and we sprayed the baby powder everywhere and sure enough there were handprints on there. Now, we had handprints but I don't remember there being that many but I do remember there being child-sized handprints and smudges which freaked me out because I hadn't touched the back of that truck and I was me and that little girl were the only kids now the car next to us had handprints everywhere all over the bumper and the trunk and the sides wow back sides it was there was an older woman there and she was loudly freaking out about the handprints and I do mean loud and I want to say she almost passed out like I remember her grabbing the top of the car and like putting her head in her hands and like weaving and freaking out Wow, being very dramatic and freaking out so we didn't just do this once oh no my mom (laughs) the paranormal researcher at the time she wanted to do it you know multiple times and make <laughs> sure that <laughs> this is a phenomena that she wanted to go on the ride again so she they go back and um we did it again more handprints and this time there's an arm smudge on it like someone leaned their arm against it i mean how do you explain more handprints showing up the second time more handprints so Again, they didn't see anyone behind the vehicle. They didn't see anything touching the vehicle. They saw nothing but more handprints. So they go back again. And the handprints were all different sizes. It wasn't just like 
one size mm-hmm. four-year-old handprint. It was all different size of handprints back there. Kids' handprints. So they go back and do it again. This time, they set a basketball next to the truck and shut the door and sat there and waited. They watch, and the basketball rolls backwards down into a ditch. It rolls down the road and off into the ditch. The truck starts moving forward and goes across the tracks. In the other direction. In the other direction. Now, the last time, (laughs) I'm telling you, she rode the ride a couple times. (laughs) The very last time, the kids wanted to walk behind the truck and see if they could see something. I did not. (laughs) Today, when I was talking to her, she's like, yeah, all you kids wanted to get out and watch. And I said, no, 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 no. Little chicken, little Lauren did not. I said, I was the only kid who stayed in the truck. And I think about that quite often, that I was such a chicken, but also probably the smartest. Anyway. I mean, that's one of those things, though. You know, do you really want to see something happen? I didn't. I was like, no, this is freaking me out. You know, I've been, I watched, it was that lady and her reaction that I remember the most and that affected me the most because I was only seven. You know, this was the summer of 1994. Like that was a long time ago for me, but I remember her reaction and it affected me. Her reaction scared me more than Mm -hmm. the handprints on the bumper because she was freaking out and it scared me. And so after that, I wasn't getting out of the truck again. Like, absolutely not. So the kids, the there's, again, the two older teen boys and the girl, she was around my age, but she was a little bit older than me. So they're walking behind the truck. You know, they put it in neutral. Truck starts rolling. And she said that the truck, it picks up speed as it goes over the tracks. And so they were ended up running behind the truck. Now, my mom had looked back out the window because her son's back there. So she looks back to make sure everything's okay, Nothing Mm -hmm. bad's happening. And she looks at the older boys faces and they are. She said their eyes were as big as dinner plates. They were freaked out and they get off into the parking lot and they looked excited, but still really freaked out. Like you could tell that something had affected them because they were. I mean, just pale, freaked out. They said that when they were behind the truck and running, they felt pressure on their lower back pushing them across the tracks. Wow. And they were absolutely freaked out. My mom said it was a look that you can't really fake, like with adrenaline or, you know, Mm -hmm. just, oh, I saw it. I saw it, too. You know how kids will do sometimes. This wasn't that. They were like their reactions. Regardless, they believe right. that they felt that. Yes. That was the last time she went over. She said she had believed in ghosts before this, you know, like, oh yeah, I think there are ghosts. But she said this was her first undeniable experience with the paranormal and after this she couldn't deny that ghosts are real. And she said people can debunk all they want, but between the handprints and the basketball, it was undeniable for her. I mean, if you say that it's an optical illusion and it's actually downhill and it's just gravity at work. Mm-hmm. How do you explain the basketball rolling the opposite direction? If you say the handprints were already there, how do you explain more prints being added with nobody touching the back mm-hmm. of the vehicle while you're yeah. at the location? Yeah. If you say the powder was just sticking to oily residue that was already on the trunk, you sprayed it with cooking spray. Yeah. That would cover any of that stuff up 
the powder would stick to that. Like Right. And this is, so like I said, the story, the school bus story has been debunked, but the phenomena is still happening to this day. Well, here's the thing about the school bus story. Reading different articles about it, you know, the debunking. Mm-hmm. There were commenters, you know, from San Antonio that were getting pretty worked up about this and saying, you know, one guy said that there was an incident that happened Mm -hmm. involving a school bus being hit that happened before the Salt Lake City incident Mm. and that people need to go to the library and do their research before they try to debunk something. And another commenter who was a woman said that um, an incident happened but it was a church bus mm-hmm. and that her grandmother, I believe it was, was actually on the bus when it happened. And not everybody was killed, but like several children were killed. Mm-hmm. And she didn't like talking about it, you know, yeah. until later on in life when she got much older. She shared the story with her family and everything. And that like growing up with her family and her grandma, she had heard the story many times mm-hmm. and that there's no reason for her to doubt her grandma was lying or anything right so maybe something did happen and whenever people were trying to look into it they just hit the salt lake city story it's around the right time and everything Mm -hmm. but the thing that interests me the most about it was your nun story Mm -hmm. because that got me thinking somewhere who was the first person to do this yeah. Why did somebody do this? Right. Why would somebody sprinkle powder and, you know, come up with this kid thing if it was all fooey and hoo-ha? <laughs> you know, why wouldn't you say it was like, you know, a car full of adults that are pushing you across the tracks? You right. Know, where did the actual story come from? And why did people start doing this if there's not something to it? Right. And that's, you know, there's... Paranormal investigators have, you know, tried to figure out why these tracks are haunted, why they're haunted with little children's spirits. Um, Obviously, there's no there's no answer, Mm -hmm. which I'm sorry, but that's the paranormal world in a nutshell. Like you don't get all the answers in a neat, tidy box all the time. Um, So they kind of just basically just at this point, they're like, well, they're just haunting the wrong tracks or, you know. I don't know. That's kind of the answer they've come up with. Um, I had the thought of it being like a tulpa situation or something that if enough people believe in a legend, it becomes something like Slenderman or whatever. Like that if enough people spread this rumor about the kids and the handprints and stuff that it manifests into something that does that. But something else to think about in Oklahoma uh, it is widely believed, which I know there are people that are going to hear this and they're going to argue. <laughs> but the actual original crybaby bridge legend mm-hmm. is supposed to be based from here in Oklahoma and spread out to everywhere else. Mm-hmm. But pretty much every state has a crybaby bridge. Oh, yeah. And if you hear the story of the crybaby bridge, there's going to be some small differences and details but mm-hmm. it's pretty much going to be the same story everywhere oh yeah it'll be adapted to your geographic right. location time frame Susie was on her way to 
and we saw yeah. this with phantom hitchhikers yes which we explained right. how fake lore happens basically right. you take a story you adapt it to your area well like i said at the beginning i have been to a gravity hill mm-hmm. here in oklahoma there are multiple gravity hills across the united states mm-hmm. you know they even exist at, you know vortexes of power and yeah. you know those sideshow attractions and yes. everything but this is the only one that i'm aware of that has the story of the bus and children and handprints and everything connected to it mm-hmm. and you would think that if it was just another case of fake lore being spread around that you would hear the same thing at all the locations where right. you have these gravity hills i mean i didn't go and research the Salt Lake City accident and see if there were any ghost, you know, stories yeah. from that. I mean, we know that incident happened. Right. And it was definitely a tragedy. And I could definitely see where, especially at the time, uh, with news being as scarce as it was compared to modern times, uh, it reaching all the way to San Antonio from Utah mm-hmm. and it being such a horrible accident that would definitely stand out in people's minds. And I'd understand how later on down the road that story would get applied to this situation because it would stand out and people would, you know, like, well, I remember a bus getting hit where all the kids were killed, you know, or I heard about a bus getting hit. But that doesn't mean that's how this particular legend and incident actually got started. Right. Basically, the accounts that I read of from San Antonians, they were like, you know, even if the bus thing isn't true, this is still happening. Like, that's yeah. just kind of what, over and over, what keeps ringing true. So, you have the phenomena of the car moving and and the handprints and the baby powder and the little arm smudges and all of that. But there have been other things happening around the ghost tracks. Um, visitors of the tracks often report hearing voices and seeing someone watching in the distance. There's even an incident of a young woman taking a picture that captured an apparition in it. The supposed photo shows a figure near the tracks at the intersection. Um, she claimed not to have seen the figure for herself until she sent the pictures from her visit to her mother, who said, hey, that looks just like a little girl holding on to her teddy bear. The woman uh, then took the photo and reviewed the image and agreed. And visual sightings of the tracks are far and few between, but they have happened. Mm-hmm. One of the creepier accounts of ghostly children involves a middle-aged woman finding a young girl standing near the tracks so the woman offers her a ride home the girl gives directions kind of hesitantly to a neighborhood behind a park nearby and when they arrive at the little girl's house the girl gets nervous and refuses to get out of the car the woman decides to go in and speak with the parents first because she assumes the girl's a runaway she leaves the car starts walking towards the house turns around and the girl's not there phantom hitchhiker yes she said she goes back to her car to find the passenger seatbelt still buckled wow 
some people say that this happened. Like I mentioned before, the neighborhood behind it has kids' names on the streets. Some people say the incident happened on Cindy Sue Way and that Cindy Sue herself was one of the ghost children's trying to go home. So here we have some readers' tales and comments. This man says he used to live in Seguin, Texas. I don't know if I'm saying that right, by the way. And he said he knows that many dispute the legend of the railroad track ghosts. However, he was witness to it in his late teens, early 20s. He said he didn't think that a two-degree declination was enough to push a two-ton vehicle with passengers over those tracks with no starting momentum, but it did. So they had watched, they had already watched a Lincoln Continental go over the tracks once before them. And then they did their own vehicle. Um, Now, when they were watching the car in front of them, he says it was a husband and a wife and a visitor from Mexico who didn't believe in the event. He was accusing the husband who was driving of making the car roll. So the husband gets out and the wife gets out and they say, all right, you take the wheel. They said they staged the Lincoln about five yards back from the tracks with the engine shut off. The visitor gets in the driver's seat. Car suddenly begins to <laughs> to move, and the guy starts screaming and slamming on the brakes. <laughs> Says he couldn't stop the car until it crossed over the tracks. And also, whenever he tried putting the transmission in park, it still sped forward. Wow. Um, The guy says he had never seen anyone so terrified. Uh, Once the car finally stopped, the visitor jumped out, still screaming and shouting in Spanish, and demanded his host take him back to the hotel, stating further that he was leaving and never coming back. (laughs) This was another one that I had heard. I've read this several times from different people. They took a bird with them, and like a parakeet or something like that, and the bird would be chirping and doing its thing. And when they got to the tracks, it would just shut up until they were over the tracks and then it would start up again. Weird. Isn't that weird? Oh, my gosh. I just thought of something. Birds are government drones. Yes. No. Oh, okay. Birds. Like, so the theory that animals can see things that we can't. Mm-hmm. So if these little ghost children are pushing your car over the tracks... Who says some of them aren't riding in the car with you at the time? Oh, yeah. Thank you, Matt. Yes. Mm. Little dead children in the car with you. That's great. That's great. Thank you. (laughs) Going along with what you said, though, I had read a comment where somebody who experienced was talking about it, how I think it was their grandparents had taken them, and they thought that grandpa was messing with them Mm -hmm. and he had his foot on the brake and whenever he took his foot off the brake it was like the car was shoved with a hard force instead Mm -hmm. of just like the gradual build up roll right like it's being pushed it was like there was a force already being applied against it and, it took, and then yeah. whenever he let off the brake, it kind of like jolted forward. I'm really glad that I have not been back as an adult. <laughs> the other thing you have to think about. <laughs> Do we, though? Is like whenever you were there with your mom, you know, oh. there's like a bunch of cars that line up and do this all the time. Yeah. Do the kids ever Those get tired? Those poor little kids, you I know, know, like 
know. Damn I, it, it's another car. Come on, guys. I, I think about that all the time. Like, literally, even when I was there, I was like, I wonder if their arms are tired. Like, your destiny is stuck to... <laughs> Push idiots over... Uh, I mean, yeah. And you're not actually saving anyone? Yeah. They're just there to watch you do it? I mean... I just, those people should be pretty grateful that it's not me, that my ghost is not there, because I would just be like. I mean, the whole thing bothers me, though. Let them burn. You know, whenever it comes to ghosts, my interest in paranormal activity went away from the research side Mm -hmm. after I lost someone very close to me, because then for whatever reason the idea popped in my head what if i get contact with this person now i know everybody wants that in theory you know they would love a chance to talk to a deceased loved one Mm -hmm. but then the thought of a research team out there trying to provoke or communicate with you know a deceased loved one of yours Mm -hmm. that bothers me for some reason and children are another thing that bothers me because I, I I can't tell you from my own experience, I believe ghosts are definitely real. An adult who has passed away and has become a spirit, I can't tell you what goes on as far as the conscious is concerned. Mm-hmm. Is there a thought process of any kind? I don't know. But if there is, and it's a little kid that's stuck in that realm or whatever you want to call it i right. mean they're hope you know pure little spirits and so of course they would want to push the cars across yeah you know, get it out of the way of the danger it's just you know yeah. pretty sad whenever you start thinking about it oh yeah definitely i mean you know most of the hauntings we cover are the more sensational mm-hmm. you know violent or you know stuff like that we don't you don't normally hear of somebody's grandmother haunting a house and you know typically anyway okay so i i do want to add this in it's a little fun fact doesn't really have anything to do with ghosts but the actual bus crash in salt lake city in 1938 It was December 1st, 1938. So 23 kids died. 15 people survived that crash. But this is the part that I think is interesting. In the wake of that horrific crash came railroad crossing laws and mechanical crossing arms and national regulations that are still in place today, including the mandatory requirement for bus drivers to not only have to stop at railroad crossings, but also to open their door on the driver's side and driver's side window to look and listen for oncoming trains. Hmm. I always wondered why they did that. Yeah. I thought, like, it was just, you know. Yeah. We had to cross several railroad tracks in the school bus that I rode going to school. Yeah. And I remember the bus driver always doing that. I always wondered, like, you know, never cared enough to ask them. I always... (laughs) I, I guess I, don't, I think Oklahoma laws are different because I remember stopping and I've been mm-hmm. stopped behind school buses at railroad tracks several times, but I don't remember them ever opening the door or window. I, I don't remember the window, but I remember the door. I don't remember that. Um, at our lake house that we had whenever I was growing up, uh, 
completely unrelated to any of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the town that was nearby uh, was a boom town involved in the logging and mining industry, but it became a railroad hub. And late at night, on occasions, you could hear a train on the opposite side of the cove from where our lake house was. Uh, The whistle blowing, going down the tracks the whole nine, headed towards the town, and there was no train tracks for 50 miles from that place. I mean, I know sound travels, but not that much. Yeah. Ghost train. Yeah. That's scary. Kind of weird. Yeah. Kind of weird. Very creepy, for sure. I don't know. I ca- Part of me wants to go back and visit this. I'm not going to lie. Now, I read where, like, in 2018, they rerouted the track system or something. Yes. So those tracks aren't operational or aren't there, but apparently the yeah. activity is still taking place. Yes. So... In 2018, um, they were modifying that road, and so they had to modify everything, and, and, you know, the tracks went away or whatever. But there are (laughs) reviews on, like, TripAdvisor and Yelp. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) From 2019, (laughs) where people said recently that they have um, gone back, they've gone there and taken groups there, and it's still happening. So... It wasn't the tracks that were haunted. It's the location that's haunted. Hopefully they never put in like any sort of like fast food place with a drive through or something. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> really mad. <laughs> Wouldn't that suck sitting there trying to get your Starbucks and all of a sudden your car just starts moving forward? They redid it. You know, you can only like, but it's still happening. And I still, I, I want to go back. I want to see it. I want to do this. You should. I should. Come on. Road trip. It's a long drive. So, something to note. If you do choose to go visit the San Antonio Ghost Tracks and decide for yourself whether, you know, this is a legit thing or if this is just people getting excited about nothing or whatever, there's a lot of people that have been robbed while there. They've been mugged, their items, their cars. So <laughs> Good place to carjack. Pretty much. <laughs> so, while the ghost children may save you from an oncoming train, keep your own eyes open for mortal evil on Planet Fear. On Planet Fear. Do you want to help spread the fear? Check out our brand new merch on our website or planetfearmerch.com, where you can find t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, and more. Also, be sure to check back often, as we will be offering limited-time exclusive designs on our merch. So get yours today and represent on Planet Fear. Planet Fear.